Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. The seed of life that you are intended to deposit, that we all will grow and come to the stature and measure of your only begotten Son. Thank you, precious God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so we continue with our subject on wisdom in silence. And uh, I tried to give a simple definition last week. Amen. First one I gave was, uh, what is wisdom? And I tried to define for you how important it is. In Proverbs 4 verse 7, which is our main text, the Bible says, Wisdom is a principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all that getting, get understanding. Can you take this from the Amplified Translation? It's the principal thing, it's the first thing, and so with all that getting, the beginning of wisdom is get wisdom, skilled and godly wisdom, for skillful and godly wisdom is the principal thing. And with all you have gotten, get understanding, discernment, comprehension, and what? Interpretation, which is the application of what? Wisdom. It's the first thing. It's the principal thing. Whatever thing you're looking for in life, this is the beginning. Like I said before, you want to get married? You got to find out how married works. Amen. You get into business, you got to find out how the business works. You must understand certain things about anything you want to do. You must understand how relationship works. It's important you must understand. Even your environment, you got to understand. Especially as we begin to bring in the wisdom of God to the situation. Praise God. Uh, you see here, so principally you find that wisdom is a principal thing and like I said the word principal means the force in place, time, order and rank. And the same thing you find when the Bible says seek your force the kingdom of God and its righteousness. The word force means force in place, time, order and rank. So wisdom is a principal thing you want to seek God first in time, place, rank, you got to make the kingdom of God the first priority, just like you have wisdom to be the first priority in anything you want to do. Hallelujah. That should be your priority. That delivers to you the mind of God, the intent of God, and that's why I talk about godly wisdom. There's a big difference between godly wisdom and earthly wisdom. Earthly wisdom is sensual. Earthly wisdom is just human way of doing things. But there are ways that God intends you to do certain things. And almost everything you're doing, there are ways God has intended for you to carry them out. And it's called godly wisdom. Hallelujah. And God is saying you need godly wisdom in everything you do. And that's the first thing. You seek godly wisdom. Just like you see the kingdom first. Praise God. Are we here? And so, I also tried to define for us last week who is a wise man. You remember that? Okay, let me take another scripture on that for simple definition. Proverbs 10 verse 19. Who is a wise man? In the multitude of wells, they wanted no sin. But he that retained his leaves, his word, is wise. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the multitude of words. Okay. Uh, take it from the NLT. <laughs> NLT. Too much talks leads to sin. It's so simple. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. We're not going to be a wise man. Wisdom is silent. Who is a wise man? It's a man that doesn't talk too much. A man, a woman that doesn't talk too much. Too much talk leads to sin. Too much talk. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
So, he who talks too much is a fool. And fools have no option but to continuously sin. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Don't be the orator in every situation. Praise God. There was a man that had an issue with a wife. And uh, they went to court. And um, the woman engaged some lawyers. And the man had his own lawyer. So when they got to court, the lawyers initially, the woman had spoken certain things about the man. In fact, by implication, she wanted, she was speaking like she wanted reconciliation. And so when the man appeared with the lawyer, and then they called the man out, and then they began to talk to the man. And the woman just came there. The woman will not even allow the lawyer to talk. Ah, the lawyer said, Madam, but you, you said we should talk to this man. Yeah? yeah, 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 but this is who he is. And the lawyer said, oh, so this is who you are? Madam, you talk too much. Please, you can handle your case. I'm no longer interested. Too much talk will lead you into trouble. Keep your mouth shut. No matter what you think you know. No matter what you, who you think you are addressing, keep your mouth shut. That's wisdom in silence. Because you don't know when you expose the things you are not supposed to say. You don't even know some of the talks you're bringing out We aggravate the problem the more. I don't know if you are getting this. Praise the Lord. Too much talk. He who talks too much is not wise. Who is not wise is a fool. That is what the Bible says. There is wisdom in silence. So who who learns to be silent is a man that has wisdom. No matter how provoked you be, mind what you say and how many words you're going to be offering. At a particular time. What I'm sharing with you. We save your marriage. We save your business. We save, we save you. Anywhere you find yourself. Don't talk too much. It's a big sign of a fool. Hallelujah. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible. Be sensible. Have wisdom. And keep your mouth short. Amen. People are talking. You will allow people to talk. You know, sometimes when you are counseling people, you, you get tired. Huh? They won't even allow you to talk. They are the one that brought the problem. But for you to talk is an issue. They can't allow you to talk. So we even talk and prefer a solution to the problem. So why did you come for counseling? Why did you come for counseling? Praise God. Give me Proverbs 11 verse 12. Another sign of a foolish man who lacks wisdom. He that is void of wisdom despises his neighbor. But a man of understanding who let what? His peace keeps silent. <laughs> Take it from Amplifier. And this is very important. The sign of wisdom is that you don't belittle people. He who belittles and despises his neighbor lacks sense. <laughs> But a man of understanding keeps words silent. Don't belittle people. Don't reduce people. Don't make people feel you are more important than they are. Don't belittle people. It's a sign of foolishness. It shows you don't have wisdom. Imagine God dealing with man. Who is mad that you are mindful of him? As insignificant in quote, man ought to be. 
God is he cares. God cares. The earth, Psalm 105, has he given to the sons of men. The heaven is strong. He allows man to have dominion. Who is man? But you believe to people. You believe to, I mean, what do you really have that makes you feel that way? It shows you like sense. <laughs> Hallelujah. You think you are trying to show up. You think you are trying to feel big. But the scripture says you like sense. No wisdom. When you try to reduce people. When you try to. You, you understand what I'm saying? You lack sense. So that people will see such people to be bad people or whatever the case may be. You lack sense. Hallelujah. So maturity means that you keep silent. You don't talk too much. Amen. Are we together? It's very important you pick up what I'm trying to say. I'm going to make you see how powerful silence can be when you begin to operate in this dimension of life. But I'm trying to define for you who is a wise man. A wise man is somebody who does not believe to his neighbor. Don't run down people because you think you have something or whatever. Even if you don't good for people, don't run them down. It's a sign of lack of sense. No wisdom. Do you want to show that you're wise? Stop talking too much. Keep your mouth shut. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Simple definition of wisdom. And who is a wise man? So, let me show you something about being silence. Go with me to Roman and Revelation 8 and verse number 1. Excuse me. Revelation 8, verse number 1. When the seven angels, as it were, had opened the seven seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of over an hour. <laughs> Praise God. I want you to pay attention to what I'm about to say. There was silence in heaven for half an hour. Half an hour, I know necessarily talking about your half an hour, your wristwatch, whatever the case may be. But it's a space of time. And I'll make you see what that stands for. When this seal was open, it is unveiling of the lamp that opened an old his mouth. Amen? Now, this is a metaphor, if you understand it. It's a solemn moment. But something follows it. Let me show you, let me show you what it really stands for. The book of Luke. Go with me to the book of Luke, um, chapter 1. Let's look at verse... Um, 10 to 11. Luke chapter 1, 10 to 11. Now, this is Zachariah. Help me, Jesus. This is Zachariah offering the sacrifices in the most holy place. Is that okay? On behalf of the people. They all came for prayers now. And now what happened? He was in the most holy place and many people were outside. And what were they doing outside? They were waiting for him to come out from the most holy place so that he can bless them. You understand that? The high priest goes in there. There are many people who will be outside waiting. When he finished offering the sacrifice, he comes with the blood, sprinkle the people, and bless them. So here is the story. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without. That without means they were outside at the time of incense. So what's the next thing? Hallelujah. Take it from this. I said, okay, go to verse 11. <clears throat> 
And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right hand of the altar of what? Of incense. So there's a time of prayer. The angel appeared, but this is what I want you to see. While they were in the praying on behalf of the people, they were all silent outside. What were they waiting for? They were having expectation of what God has to say. The moment of silence is where you hear God, what he has to say to you. Are you there with me? It's important you understand what I'm sharing with you here. So, the half an hour is within the frame, the time frame that maybe Zachariah was not in the most holy place, offering the sacrifices, then coming out and blessing the people. The whole of that period can be referred to as half an hour. Not 30 minutes. Do you understand this? So when the seal was open, I mean, the, 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 the seventh seal was open, and there was silence in heaven. That means we're waiting for expectation. They're waiting for the mind of God to be revealed. They are waiting for the intent of God to be revealed. They are waiting for the communication that comes from the throne of God. So the moment of silence is when God communicates his mind to you. Most of us will talk too much that we don't hear God. When God is speaking, you don't even hear him. That's why when you go into prayers, after you finish praying, Pay attention to what God has to say. Don't just be praying and praying and you finish praying, you jump and then you're on your way. You've got to pay attention. What is God saying? There have to be a feedback. There have to be a communication. Praise God. When I pray, I could pray for five minutes. I could pray for 10 minutes, but I get feedback that can lead to another prayer. Amen? When I was here yesterday, I think I was here for about two hours. To my wife, I'm coming to service. I was here for about two hours, all alone. And I pray, and I know the things that God communicated to me. You don't just keep talking. Listen. Prayer is not just, it's not the one with traffic. You just pour out and pour out and then you get up and that's how I go, no, 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 no. You talk to God, he wants to talk back to you. Prayer means communication. There has to be feedback. So when Zachariah was up there offering the sacrifices, the people were waiting. They came to pray. They came to offer. They were waiting outside for Zachariah to bring the message to them. And the angel came and delivered the message. And when Zechariah comes out, it was what the angel is going to say that's going to talk to the people. There was silence in heaven, meaning men were waiting for an answer from the throne of God. There is wisdom, what? In silence. Praise the living God. The moment of silence, the time of expectation. The moment of silence, the time of hearing God. The moment for silence is when God is out to pour his mind onto you. And you know that the truth, this is God. Praise the Lord. It's a time of expectation. Time of silence. It's a time where what you what ordinarily you can hear in the noisy atmosphere is communicated to you most of time to your spirit you can begin to bear witness with your spirit that this is god talking praise the living god can you handle what i'm saying here so like i said you have an hour revelation chapter 8 verse 1 I have nothing to do with 30 minutes on the clock. This is when no activities are going on. Within the period that God is preparing to give the release of the next season or what he has in mind for you. That's a moment of silence. No activities going on. Nothing is happening because God is preparing to say something. God is preparing to do something. 
I was speaking with somebody a few days ago. Has problem talking about the husband is this, the husband is that. And I said, okay, now you listen to me. Do you know how to drive? She said, yes. That's okay. When you put your gear, you engage your gear, you can either move forward or go back, right? Said, what about if you put it on neutral, what happens? Say the car doesn't move. I say, put your gear on neutral. As far as this matter is concerned. And listen. You're driving too much. On a very high speed. But what you need now is to put your, your car, what? On neutral. Put it there. That is when God communicates. That's where your spirit is at rest. That's where you can hear God. That's a moment of silence. Hallelujah. Are you following me? We talk too much. I won't use the word I will pray too much, but we pray amiss. Because when we pray, we don't even listen to what God has to say. We just tell him what we want. We don't wait for his answer. But the moment of silence is when there's no activity. Nothing is happening. Nothing is going on. And God is getting himself prepared to release the next phase. For there was silence where? In heaven. Learn to be quiet. Learn to meditate. This is where you see the word said, Blessed are those that meditate upon the word of God day and night. It shall be like a tree planted by rivers of living water. Is that okay? Who give a damn? They will give no damn whether there's dry season or not. Why? Meditation. When you come to the point of meditation, you are not tattling. You are not, you are not rambling. You are not shouting. You are not calling the fire. You just meditate. You just be in silence. You just meditate. That's when God communicates to your spirit. I showed you last week. We get so busy in the daytime, so God doesn't talk. So when does He talk? He talks to us in a dream. Job 33, 14, 15. Remember that? Yeah. He comes to us in a dream because then we are like dead people in that period of silence. Now you begin to communicate to your spirit. And what you see in your spirit, you think you're dreaming, but God is speaking to your subconscious mind. So when you wake up, he plays back. And you say, oh, I had a dream. Yes, you had a dream. That was God talking to you. That was God communicating to your spirit mind. And now it begins to play back. And the whole thing looks like, oh, I had a dream. Yeah. Why? Because in the daytime he can't talk to you. You are too busy. You need some moment of silence for you to hear God. Praise God. So, here we see Zachariah and the most holy place and the people were outside waiting. They were in a moment of silence. They were not praying. They were, they were just waiting for Zachariah to come out. They were waiting to say, what has God got to do? They are waiting to say, did God accept our sacrifices or not? Do you understand that? Moment of silence. No activity. Be on a neutral gear. You are moving too fast sometimes. Your mouth is moving too fast. Be on a neutral ground. Listen, when you are in a moment of silence, that's when your spirit begins to communicate with the Spirit of God. Praise God. You got to train yourself to come to that level. There used to be in those days a ministry that's called the Quakers. The Quakers, they were called Quakers because of the experience they used to have. You know, when the Holy Ghost came in the upper room, there was turning a lightning and the whole place shook, right? Okay, so now, when they come to fellowship, they don't sing, they don't do nothing. They just sit around and they wait for the flow of the Holy Spirit. They are always in silence where they come together. And the next thing you see vibration, everybody vibrating. That's why they call them the Quakers. It was a nickname they gave to them because of their experience. But you see, they've trained themselves to the point where they can connect to the Spirit without so much noise around them. I don't know if you follow what I'm saying. Spirit communicating to Spirit, deep calling unto them. And then it shows up in their body. They start vibrating. They started speaking in tongues. They don't need no drums to do that. 
There is power in silence. For when the seventh seal was opened, there was silence in heaven for half an hour. The men were waiting now to hear what God had to say. What am I saying? After you finish praying, listen. Don't be in a hurry to get out of that place. Stay for a while. You have just spoken to God. Let him talk back to you. Hallelujah. You can lie there in your bed and just meditate. You can just be thinking of the goodness of God. And he can be communicating to you. They aspire in silence. So yeah, the priest went into bond. Like I said, Luke chapter 1. Yeah. Bond incense. And all the people continuing mental silence, mental prayer, expectation, desiring. What? I hope God is going to answer my prayer. I hope God is going to forgive my sin. I hope God is going to bless me. Mental prayers in the sense. They just kept quiet outside of the most holy place. And God will come in through Zachariah and say, The Lord have accepted your sacrifices. Praise God. The Lord has blessed you. The Lord said that you bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Before this, they were waiting. Knowing that the priest has gone into the most holy place. There have to be an answer. Don't pray without you waiting for an answer to come. Don't be in a hurry when you're praying. Don't pour the whole thing onto God and jump out of the place. Hold on a little bit. Let there be a moment of silence for God to communicate back. Hallelujah. Go with me to Genesis 3, verse 7. Genesis 3, verse 7. I'm going to show you a few examples of the power of silence. And the Bible says, and the eyes of them both were open. Remember, after the eighth of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Is that okay? Adam and Eve. And they knew that they were naked, and they saw fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord. Look at what I want you to see in verse number 8. They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. What time? In the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God against the trees of the garden. What I want you to see is that when did they hear the voice of the Lord? In the cool of the day. Not when there were activities. Not when there were noises all over the place. When did they get the voice? In the cool of the day. It's like in the evening time. Everywhere was quiet. Everywhere was silent. God spoke. They had the voice of God. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't you think we are too much in a hurry? Don't you think we have too many activities clogging our hearing? That we don't hear God when he talks to us. How many of you know you can go to your business and just sit down and be quiet and meditate and walking towards expecting what God has to do and things will begin to flow? Hallelujah. Adam and Eve got the voice of God. What time? In the cool of the evening. When everywhere was silent, the voice came. So now you understand why you don't hear God. Too much talk. <laughs> Hallelujah. Too much noise. Too much activities. But God will come in the cool of the evening. God is going to come to you. Can I hear an amen? God is going to come to you. You are receiving wisdom that will deliver God to you. Amen? Don't be too distracted by too many things. Be silent for a moment. Control your mouth. Control your tongue. Let God speak to you. Have you finished praying? Watch God talk back to you. Let you not be a one with traffic. Then there's no communication. Prayer is communication. Okay? Give me Jeremiah 33 and verse number 3. Jeremiah 33 verse number 3. Call unto me. And I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things 
which thou knowest not. Did you get that? This is prayer. Call on me. Yes. What's the next thing? I will show you. So, do you wait for the showing parts? That's my question. All you do is to call. But God said, after calling, wait. I will show you. The things you don't know, that means revelation comes to you at the moment of you waiting to hear what he has to say. All we know how to do is to pray. But the big part, we don't exercise that. That is the silent part. Call upon me. You have right to do that. I will show you great and mighty things with that knowest not. The things you have no understanding about, I will reveal them to you. The moment of silence is when revelation comes. Praise the living God. Do you know what? Some of us pray and we leave the answers. Because as soon as we finish praying, we take our bag ourselves and we're on the way. We don't hear to get back feedback. We don't, we don't wait to get the feedback. We don't wait to get the B part. I will show you. God needs to show us. Don't just pray. You've got to be shown certain things. You've got to see certain things. You have to have some personal revelations. That's when the seal is broken. And the lamb that offering north, opening out his mouth, is revealed. At the moment of silence, God will begin to communicate to your spirit. Show you things that you have no understanding about. May your talks be few. I said, what did I say? May your talks be few. A sign of a mature Christian is one who walks few words, speaks few words. For it's a clear indication that he who talks too much we always fall into sin. A maturity indicates that. The man that keeps his mouth short is a wise man does not belittle his neighbors. Praise God. So, when did you see Adam hear the voice of God? In the cool of the day. Not when the activities were going on. Not when the noise was going all over the place. No. Praise God. You know, some of the things we do in church, we do all of the shouting, all of the rumblings, and you see people crying, and all of that. Truth is, some of those things are just nothing but emotions. No communication to the Spirit. No personal revelation. Amen? Praise God. Go with me to First Kings chapter 18. This is the contents of uh, what do you call it? Oh, come on. I got a few time here left. Verse 36. First Kings 18, 36. You know the story how thank you Jesus. How Elijah and the prophet of Baal are the contents of Camel. Is that okay? Alright. Now then it came to pass at the time of what? The evening, time of the evening sacrifice and that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, that I am thy servant and that I have done all of these things at thy word, at thy word, at thy word. And that is very important. So everything that Elijah did was as a result of the instruction of who? Of God. Now you can see how powerful his prayer was because he followed what? The instruction of God. I that word. Does it make sense to you? I need you to be silent and get communicated to your spirit. <laughs> you know, because we quote James all the time. Elijah was a man, subject like unto us. Elijah was a man. He prayed that there should be no rain and there was no rain. How many of you have read that before? But there's a key to it. I did this either word. Not because I have to pray very well. I know how to pray very well. No, 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 no. That's why when you pray based on instruction, you're getting the result. You're getting an answer. No two ways about that. For God honor his word more than what his name. Hallelujah. 
I've done all of this, what? Either what? Verse 37. Hear me, O God. Hear me that these people may know that um, the God, the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart backward again. Praise the Lord. The verse 38, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offerings or sacrifices on the wood and the stones and the doors and lick up the water that was in the trench. Now, what I want you to pick up there is the verse 36. When did Elijah offer the sacrifice? In the evening. Remember, from the morning to the evening, he gave it to the prophet of Baal. When there were a lot of activity, a lot of noise, thundering and lightning, whatever, if you will, caught in themselves. He caught his cool. He waited for a particular time when he knew God would move. And what time was that? Evening sacrifices. Did you get that? So, the cool of the evening, like you find in the case of Adam and Eve, same principle Elijah applied here. He waited to the cool of the evening. What was supposed to mean? The time of silence. You see how powerful this principle is? There's wisdom in silence. So he allowed them to do all the activities that they were engaged in, but he was silent. He waited. And when it was time of the evening sacrifices, he showed up and said, Father, this is the time now. And the fire came down, licked up everything, plus the water that was there, everything dried up. When did it happen? In the cool of the evening. He waited. There's power in silence. There's wisdom in silence. Are you getting this? Praise the living God. Let me show you one word. Mm-hmm, I like this. Isaiah 41, verse number 1. Mm. Glory to God. Glory to God. Keep silent before me, O islands, O nations. And let the people renew their strength. Let them come near. Then let them speak. Let us come near together to what? To judgment. Keep silent, O nations. You know what he's saying here? Hallelujah. Let the distant nations Repent your mind and renew your mind towards me. Let them receive strength. That is the strength of their mind, the power of their reasoning, that they may overcome the foolishness of idol worship. Let them be silent. That is when God communicates to them. And they begin to renew their mind and say, no, we've got to go back to God. We must abandon idol worship. So what he's saying here is, all those worshiping idol, the time for them to be silent is come. And when they become silent, I communicate to their mind, what happened? They receive strength. What strength? The strength they have to do with renewing their mind to be able to move back onto who? Onto God. What time? Time of silence. One of the reasons you don't have enough strength Spiritually speaking, is you, have, you have not been able to observe this simple principle of be silent before God. The time of silence, time of communicating the strength of God to your spirit. To renew your mind. To receive strength. To go back to God. To return to God. To forsake things that you're supposed to be forsaken. Time of silence. Hallelujah. Is anybody catching this? Praise the living God. Let the nation be silent before me. Keep silence, O nations. And then I'm going to communicate to your spirit that you understand that you are walking in foolishness by worshiping idols. That is where your mind will be renewed and you come back to me as your ultimate father, God in creation. Friends, don't you think you need to observe some silence before God? Hallelujah. That's why your mind is renewed. That's when strength comes back to you. That's when your thoughts become right. That's why understanding about even your business flows back to you. 
God communicates to you at that moment. You receive strength that you have never received before. Praise the living God. Are we see here? <laughs> so now, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 7. I like this chapter that we just read in Isaiah 41. There is a time to rent and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. Hallelujah. A time to keep silence and a time to do what? To speak. That's what I want you to pick though. Keep silent, a time to speak. Speaking for the things God has communicated to you at a time of your silence. You don't just speak, you speak after you observe silence. So the things that you are going to say is the things that are communicated to you at the time of your, of your silence. There's a time to keep silence and a time to speak. You don't just talk. You talk based on what God has communicated. Hallelujah. That time of communication is when you have had communion with you with God. And the time of a communion is a time of your silence. There's time to be silent and there's time to speak. Are you still with me? And that is why in that Isaiah 41 they say, let all the nations be silent before me. Let them be silent so that I communicate to them. And they come out with confession that of the truth, God is God. Not this idol we are worshiping. So one of the reasons why you just speak and you have no power, no effect, is because you fail to observe the simple principle of being silent before God. Elijah said, "Let them know that whatever thing I'm doing now is according to your word." He had silence. God communicated. Now he has to speak. He waited till the time of the evening sacrifices. Adam and Eve have to hear the voice in the time of the cool of the evening. It's always a time of silence when God communicates. We are too noisy to hear God. We are too occupied with solving our problems to hear God on solution or have to solve the problems. We always try to find answers. Sometimes by even talking to multitude of people. Hallelujah. Are we still here? There's a common saying that too many hands find the brook. How many of you understand that? Too many hands. But that's exactly what we do. You have a problem, you go to this one, you go to this one, you go to this one. You take counsel from five, six people on one, one problem. And at the end of the day, no solution. Because everybody giving his own version. So you are getting more confused. Too many hands, too many counselors. Wait on the Lord. Be patient. There is time to be silent and a time to speak. When you finally begin to speak after being silent, your words carry power. They become creative. Hallelujah. They can demolish strongholds if you will. They can build structures that you least expected. Why? Because you are coming from the presence of the Lord. You are coming with answers. And, 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 and Elijah will say, the people we know, let them know that everything I'm doing now is according to your word. But remember, he waited until well, the time of the evening sacrifice. And the people waited outside for who? Zachariah to do what? To come out. In the heavens, they were silent for half an hour. No activities so that God can communicate. We are too busy to hear God talk to us. We are too occupied with sentiment. We are too occupied with people's opinion. We are too occupied with prevailing circumstances for God to talk to us. That's why our prayer does not avail anything. 
But there's time to be silenced and a time to do what? To speak. It is after you observe this principle that you can speak. And when you speak, your words carry what? Power. Praise the living God. This is why you see, when you read Isaiah 40, it tells you, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. How many of you understand that? Okay. That's the principle. If you're waiting upon the Lord, maybe you're fasting. Remember, if you're fasting, you don't talk to people. How many of you have said that? You won't talk to people. You won't listen to radio. You won't listen to television. You are just there and what's that? That's a moment of silence. You're waiting on the Lord. And the Bible says, when you wait on the Lord, what happens? You renew your strength. Where is it coming from? The time of silence. So there's wisdom in what? In silence. We are too much occupied with too much activities so we can hear God. But don't forget this. Adam and Eve heard God. At what time? In the cool of the evening. Elijah offered sacrifices. At what time? In the evening sacrifices. When the rains come, the sun is down. You are not sweating. Hallelujah. Come on. Are you following what I'm talking about here? All of your daily activities has come to naught. Now God is out to do what he wants to do. I encourage somebody to observe what I'm talking about. I encourage somebody to come to the place of wisdom. Wisdom what? In silence. That you hear God. Don't be too much in activity. Don't be too much in a hurry. Hear God. Do something that matters. It is not the speed that's important. It is the finishing that's important. It's not the speed that's important. It's accuracy that's important. Do you understand that? Anything you are doing, let it be based on the instructions of God. After you observe that moment of silence. You know, you know when we observe silence? It's only when people die. Huh? Somebody died and now let's observe a moment of silence. Everybody keep quiet. We observe silence for dead people. You don't observe silence to hear from God. You got to change all of that. Praise the living God. You know we observe silence and we're honoring the people. So silence is a means of honor. <laughs> Hallelujah. In our thinking, in our understanding, silence is a moment of honor. We're honoring the dead. So let's keep silent. No activities. So why not just keep quiet sometime when you approach God? Honor him too. And let him communicate. That when he finishes speaking to you, you come out and speak. When you're coming out to speak, you're speaking based on what you've heard God say. At the moment of silence. How many of you will learn to meditate from today? How many of you learn to stay before God sometimes? You wake up on your bed, sit down and just concentrate and just think about God and allow God to flow to your spirit. How many of you can get to your place of business, just look at the store and just have a moment of silence and just watch and see what God will have you do for that day? Your ranting in terms of prayer has become too much. That God, when he's talking, you don't hear anymore. But I have to change. For there's wisdom word is silence. Are we together? Come on, is anybody following what I'm saying here? I need it to grow as children of God. I need it to grow. Glory to God. I need it to be strong. You know, I used to observe this. Son, it, son, it makes me laugh. Take public transport from the park. What's the first thing that's going to happen? Somebody to pray for us. Yeah, you remember that? Somebody to pray for us. And I said in 19, and if somebody wants to pray now, we sing about seven songs. You get tired. You're waiting for the prayer. Prayer won't come. By the time I start praying, it's nothing. You understand that? But the moment of silence, before you leave your home, you already communicated with God. The road is safe. As you're moving on, I don't know if you are getting this. You know for, with assurance the road is safe. In fact, you should have a double assurance of your tree before you leave your house. Otherwise, you don't even need to move at all. Praise God, somebody. Are you listening to me? I mean, you, even as you sit there, 
without any noise. You should be concentrating. You should be communicating. God should be speaking to you. You should be getting some revelation. Moment of quietness. You spend all your time making noise. Spend all your time drumming and all that. God is talking. You don't even hear. Next week I'll show you. Again. Remember when Elijah was a prey? Huh? Pray, make all the noise. Go and watch. Oh, I saw. They're in the cloud. Go and pray. They're sliding and thundering. Go and pray. I mean, go and watch. And then at the point, the Bible says, there was a still small voice. And he heard the voice of God. Where did he hear the voice? Not when the thundering and lightning was going on. When there was a still small voice. Where there was quietness, he heard God. God was speaking all along. But because of the lightning and thundering, he wasn't hearing God. Most of our prayers are for lightning and thundering. Holy Ghost fire. And the fire is consuming everybody. We don't hear what God is saying in the midst of what we are praying about. Are you still there with me? I will leave you to meditate for a moment. And we'll start something again next week. Let's just pray. Few minutes. Meditate on God. Meditate about what I've just shared with you. And think about what God, hallelujah, is prepared to do. Think about what God has ordained to be done for you right now. Think about the thing God has spoken to you before. Think about the prayers you've offered before. And start to get an answer right now. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org. God bless you.